Hi there, I'm Lisa, and welcome to the History Mysteries podcast, where each week I'll be taking a deep dive and researching a history mystery. And with the help of my fabulous guest, we will see if we can separate fact from fiction. Hello, and welcome to episode six of the History Mysteries podcast. I'm Lisa, and. Oh, I, I, I'm Jim. Yes, we don't normally are. do that. There we, we don't go. normally okay. do that, but I'm I'm kind of I'm just going with it today. I have COVID. 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 Uh, whatever. Potato, potato. Potato, potato, isn't it? Um, I had a bit of an accident on Sunday at my aerial sort of skills class where I fell headfirst from something called a circus seat and landed on my head so I ended up having to go to A&E for a CT scan of my C6 and C7 vertebrae and came home with a little pat on the head uh it's fine you've not fractured anything it's just whiplash here have a dose of COVID (laughs) they didn't I mean for clarity they didn't actually prescribe COVID they didn't prescribe COVID but I've been so poorly um so it's been a week I am still testing positive I feel frankly uh, rough as a badger's ass so I couldn't we were going to try and do this yesterday except I completely lost my voice so (laughs) so yes please bear with me today seeing as my brain is working at slower than its usual sloth like levels so yes today we're looking at the lost colony of roanoke jim what do you know not not a great deal i am i'm aware that was a lost colony i have to admit that the vast majority of my awareness of roanoke comes from watching supernatural yep that's how i found out about it yeah uh where it, it's it's used as a setting in the first couple of series and the Croatoan carving is used continuously through the first five or six series as a reference to something mysterious and spooky, which I shall not spoil. No, spooky, spooky, no spoilers. Yeah, so is that that it? That's about it. I mean, I I am vaguely familiar with the wider historical context of (laughs) early colonialism of the Americas, but Roanoke, no. But no, Roanoke, okay. Well, I think we should start on a note on terminology. Mm Mm-hmm. Because... Basically, all the way through my research, the term Indian has been pretty much used throughout to reference the original inhabitants of the Yeah, the, the sort of the indigenous peoples of yeah. North America. And so there's a not there was there's been an awful lot of my reading and my listening and my watching that has referred to the people as Indian or Native American, mm-hmm. which from my research is also problematic. Okay. Because apparently you can't really call them Native Americans because American is a sixteenth, a sixteen hundreds kind of seventeenth century. Yeah, America didn't exist. America didn't exist, so you can't call them Native Americans because mm, it's 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 imposing the later colonial uh, country and state on them which is kind of the opposite of it i mean native american is still widely used i believe i mean certainly we're we're two white people in northern england so we're we're, this isn't really our 
something with which we've grown it's not up. Our oeuvre, isn't no, it? but we certainly from stuff we have over here, I think Native American is still widely Native used. Native American is w- more widely used, but I'm just saying that just for information, really, mm. that it it seems to be something that a lot of um, indigenous peoples do find problematic mm. in, in the yeah. fact that America isn't actually wasn't actually a thing. Yeah. The continent was there, but it wasn't actually yeah. America. So, anyway, um, I've done my best as I've gone through to to be as sensitive to the sort of appropriation of culture as possible. Mm-hmm. But however, there are going to be various points where I will have said Native American. I haven't said Indian though, so I, I think that that's a big tick in the uh, yay me corner. Very much. Two of the main, I was going to say, two of the main things that I used when I was doing a lot of research about this is there's a 2010 book called A Kingdom Strange by somebody called John Horn, and he calls them Indians all the way through, um, which really, really got my back up. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's... uh... Our understanding of that is it's super problematic. I I don't think he was using it in a kind of like they've taken it back kind of way. Well, I, think the, was... I mean, the, the, I'm sure there is this. I'm sure there are indigenous peoples who are reappropriating the word in the way that a lot of. But it's still wrong. Cause it's it still... is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> we can't use it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there was a 1979 documentary. There was. Narrated by Leonard Nimoy, uh-huh. um, called it was by uh, I think the TV program's called In Search of History, and I think it was just called The Lost Colony of Roanoke. And it shows the white settlers landing and talking to the indigenous peoples. Guess who's playing the indigenous people? It's probably not indigenous actors, is it? No, it's a bunch of white dudes with like. A bit of extra tanning. Makeup. Oh no! Yeah, well, and, and okay. long and long hair wigs. Seventies. Hopefully, that doesn't happen now. No, I don't think it happens now. But it was. It's definitely. It's definitely been an interesting research project, guys. So, do you want to know the story? Yeah, let's let's get into the story. Okay. In 1590, John White, who was the governor of the colony that had settled on Roanoke Island in 1587, which I think is on the southeastern coast of modern America. like uh, The modern states, like yes. North Carolina yeah, it's kind of way. Carolina coast, as I understand it, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, Your geography isn't great, is it? My geography is really bad. <laughs> I, know where, I know where England, Wales and Scotland are. I know kind of like South America... North America, Canada. Yeah. I mean, we had a debate the other day where Washington was, and you were like, Washington City or Washington State? And I was like, are, they, are there two Washingtons? And it was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, seriously, yeah. go and think about what you've done, Lisa. Yeah, it's, you know you know where Florida is, because that's the pointy, out, sticky out bit at the bottom right. It's the bit with the, it's the, bit with the crocs and the old people, the tired people. Brilliant. Yeah, that's the bit. The sticky out bit that Look, points out into the Caribbean. Yeah, I have no filter. You go up the coast a bit from there. Okay. So you go through, I think, Georgia, and then you're into, you're about into the Are we Carolinas. On the right hand side. On the right hand side. Bottom right. 
bottom right-ish, below middle right. (laughs) It's too big, Americans. Your country is too big. Your states are too big. (laughs) I can't. Oh, come on. That's a bit unfair. What about like Rhode Island? It's teeny. Yeah, I bet it's. I don't know how big we're at. I don't even know where we're <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to Top make... Top right. I was trying to make a thing and I was like, is, where's Rhode Island? I was trying to make a thing, but then I thought, is Rhode Island near York, New York? It's a bit a bit up the coast, yeah. The only thing I know about Rhode Island is that... Um, from Miss Congeniality. Oh, brilliant. Because the winner... Is from Rhode Island, is Miss Rhode Island. Yeah. It's the only thing I know about Rhode Island. That's great. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay, anyway, let's carry on with the story rather than take the piss out of Lisa for not knowing anything. When he landed in 1590 after being in England for three years, which we will talk about after, he expected to find the 115, approximately, Settlers that he'd left behind, including his wife and daughter and baby granddaughter, Virginia Dare. The first English child born in the Americas and obviously Virginia, named after... Uh, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, the The Virgin Virgin Queen. Queen. Uh, And the state of Virginia, indeed, was named after. Named after, yes. Thanks, Raleigh. Um, Anyway, uh, he pops back to the island... Like, hello, I'm back. And there wasn't a soul to be found. The settlement was completely abandoned, looking as though it had been dismantled, and there was no trace of the colony or its inhabitants. They'd just gone. They had just... And all that was left was a single word carved in a tree. Croatoan. Yeah. We don't talk about the fact that there was actually another tree that just had crow written on it. Brilliant. We just talk about the the fact that there the was one, one mysterious, the one okay, mysterious right. tree rather than I'm the st- two trees. I'm getting an impression already that this, this might be not as super creepy and mysterious as perhaps I've been led to believe. I don't think it's super creepy and mysterious and I've basically just told you the story. That's it? He went away for three years, came back and they'd gone? Yeah. Brilliant. And there was a word. So in my mind, this was the 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 missing colony of Roanoke was more like Marie Celeste, like like kind of one lonely bell tolling as like there's like meals uneaten meals on the table and things, and like how can so many people have suddenly? But you're telling as me he, he basically he, he like popped to the shops, came yeah, back, came back and was like, and oh, like, where's everyone? Where's 115 people gone? No, he was away. No, he was away for three, three years, years. And, and then he came back and they were gone. Okay, fine. Okay, well let's let's uh, let's file that under not that mysterious. Okay, and uh, plow on. Well, so basically the story has taken about a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the diversion into geography and other things, oh, probably no, a little I longer. T- but yeah, I was talking the story. Okay, yeah, yeah. The story itself is about a minute. It was a, well, actually, was it even that? Well, yeah. Uh, Possibly with my croaky voice. I think the best thing for us to do is to have a look at what's going on in the world at the time and try and kind of place it in some kind of historical context because that'll help us with the yeah. th- when we get towards the the sort of the theories. Because there are a few. Yeah. There are a few. They well, range from utterly ridiculous to... Um, they Yeah, they range from utterly ridiculous to, okay, yeah, I guess that's what happened then. 
I look forward to this immensely, mm, okay. though. Okay, so... What do you know about what's going on in the world at the time? 1580s, go. 1580s, okay. Dredging, dredging the memory, history memory banks. Probably more focused on what's going on in, like, England and New World. Maybe Uh-oh. with a little kind of diversion into Spain. But... Okay, so... <laughs> Your actual 16th century is kind of the initial period of exploration and settlement of the new world. Yeah. Following the, I'm doing air quotes, discovery (laughs) by Columbus. The, I've turned up with a flag, look at my flag, here's my flag. Yeah. I own this place now. It's mine, it's mine. It's like the cat, it's a cat version of, like, discovery, isn't it? It's like, this is mine, this is is mine. (laughs) If Columbus was a cat, he would have just jumped up onto the North American continent and knocked everything off. Yeah, possibly pissed on it. Claiming it is his. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's not entirely true. I know Columbus landed on the Caribbean islands. He sailed the ocean blue. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, that much can be said about him. He definitely sailed the ocean blue. So, if we're talking about the 16th century, big things that are going on, exploration and a very piecemeal settlement of the North American and South American continents mm-hmm. by European colonising powers. So, that, that's, that's a huge thing, is the kind of the colonisation and therefore the influx of wealth from the new world to the old world, yeah. as we say. Fair. As is generally given in history books. Religion's a big thing going on. It is indeed. In the 16th century, I mean, a lot of the very early colonisers of the Americas are tied to this idea of whether they're escaping religious persecution like the Huguenots on the continent. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're sort of mixed with that, but departing to for this new world, this promised land of God, free of whatever, Um, a place in which to yeah, yeah it's like the very first kind of like dipping their toe into manifest destiny <laughs> the manifest destiny of like <laughs> isn't it to a certain degree yeah obviously manifest destiny has a very specific meaning a hundred couple of hundred years later I know, but I know, yeah I know, but it's still all really, it is still it's, all let's go and yeah by and providence because, and yeah. yeah so that and that that's really an offshoot of the religious schisms in Europe mm-hmm. that date back a couple of hundred years, but effectively are Protestant and Cheers Catholics. Henry VIII. Yeah. For England, yeah, it was Yeah. Henry VIII wants to get divorced. Wants to get Pope divorced. won't let him. Yeah. Off we go. Yeah. Church of England, Church of England. Fantastic, isn't it? Um <laughs> so we're in the reign of Elizabeth the First. Yeah, okay, yeah, so that that's worth saying. So yeah. Henry's youngest daughter. Henry's youngest daughter. One little fun fact, and I'm sure that you fact. I'm sure that you know this. But because of her leadership qualities and academic brilliance, and also she was very kind of she was very savvy with her money and very kind of you know, she knew what was going. She knew. She knew what was. She going- got that from her granddad. She knew what was going on. Um, yeah, she must have been a bloke. <laughs> oh, the old yeah. I haven't heard that in years. The uh, Elizabeth was a bloke the conspiracy. The the gosh, look at her features. Isn't she manly as well? Um, she obviously must have either been a man. She must have been a man because she was. She didn't. She was good at stuff. Yeah, she was. Crikey. At, she was good at stuff, and she didn't get together with a man therefore she must have been a man yeah because no woman could want to not be with a man exactly (laughs) 
We're just looking at each oh, other, just being like, oh, just my God, crap, it's isn't just, it? Yeah. It just, it's so horrible. Oh, it hurts. I hate right. it so very, very much. Anyway, let's let's. So we've solved that history mystery this yeah, episode. Then Queen, Queen Elizabeth was not a bloke. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth was great. Well, I'm sure that's shocking news to everyone out there. Yeah, terrifying, um, especially if you've seen Blackadder. Anyway, our main players during this time, I would like to very quickly say, we've got Queen Elizabeth I, Walter Raleigh, mm-hmm. who becomes Sir Walter Raleigh. I'll just call him Walter. Oh, Walter, at this point. Okay. Because he was only Informal. Sir. Informal. He was only Sir after the like the first kind of colonisation. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't Sir. He wasn't Sir at this point. He wasn't Sir when we start our kind of Roanoke yeah. journey. Um, we've got John White, who was the eventual governor of Roanoke, mm-hmm. the one who went back to England, and he was an artist. Yeah. Um, and we've got King the Philip of uh, Philip II of Spain. Yeah. Then we've got Ralph Lane, Wingina, Manto, and Wanjis. I've not heard of these people, so there you might have to provide a little bit more information. I will provide information as we go along. Excellent. Okay, okay. so we've yeah we've got four other main characters to appear. Four other main characters, but these are worth remembering. Wingina. Um, again, apologies if I mispronounce. That's an indigenous yes person's name. So right, I'm okay. doing my best to pronounce these correctly, and I've done some. I've done, I've done a lot of research where I've just sort of sat listening to. Um, pronunciations of things <laughs> on the internet. So um, we'll we'll blame Google. We'll blame Google if it's if it's wrong. Um, so we've got Wingina, Manto, and Wanjis. They're okay. three indigenous peoples that we need to kind of keep in our minds. Gotcha. And or, then Ralph something. Ralph Lane. Ralph Lane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So quick timeline then so we've got 1580 francis drake has returned to england after circumnavigating the globe mm-hmm. and he's the second to make the trip because he was beaten to the punch by by ferdinand magellan well done well done um yeah in 1583 the first english colony in north america is established in newfoundland okay right up yeah okay right up at the top right up at the top um, I wonder if they were looking for the Northwest Passage. Might have been. <laughs> I think they Let, were. Let's not get off on Northwest <laughs> Passage now because that that's and that's other series no, of no, episodes. No, I actually think that they were though. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was actually giving a little bit of extra information that I, I'm fairly certain that. I'm just keen we don't get off into conspiracy theories about the various searches for the Northwest Passage. Oh, it's just not. Um, in 1584, Walter Raleigh and his expedition land on the southeastern coast of North America, and he names the area Virginia after Queen Elizabeth, the Virgin Queen, and Raleigh is knighted the following year. Okay, so that's the point he becomes Sir Walter. Yeah. In uh, 1585, Roanoke Island becomes the first English settlement in the present-day US, but not for long. Less than a year after their arrival, English colonists leave Roanoke Island. This is not the last colony because we know what happened to them. They buggered off home. Okay, they were just there for a year. They went home a year um, and went home. Right. Uh, in 1587, Sir Walter Raleigh established a second colony in Roanoke, governed by John White. Mm-hmm. 1588, Philip II sends the Spanish Armada. Yes, big date. Yeah, big yep. date in English history. That one. So that's 
remember you saying it took three years for John White to come back? Uh, so he might have got a little bit caught up in little, the whole Spanish Armada a little thing. Way, a little waylaid, a little yeah. we're not letting any ships out of our sight, we need them all. Yeah. So if we get down to brass tacks and I guess talk about the history of the attempts to settle permanently on Roanoke. Yeah, okay. So they, they had one go, they lasted a year, then they came back. I think they had three goes. Okay, right. In all. But one of them wasn't actually supposed to be a go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, here we go. In April 1584, a handful of men sailed for Roanoke on a reconnaissance mission, and they were in a good position, hidden from the Spanish, who'd already laid claim to much of the surrounding land. Possibly Florida. Uh, yes, well, that, yes, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Might be wrong. It's a bit further south, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, just doing, <laughs> I'm just doing the little chuggy thing. I'm like, I don't feel well. Uh, that's fine. I'm doing what I can. You're doing very well. Uh, thanks very much. <laughs> so by accounts from Barlow, who was one of the commanders of the expedition, um, made for readers back home in England, relations between the settlers and the indigenous peoples were good, and they were welcomed by the chief of Roanoke, Grand Ganimo. Granganimo. Okay. I'm calling him Granganimo. Fine. Because that sounds... It's reminiscent of Geronimo, like isn't Ger- it? Yeah. So, yeah. That doesn't sound too wrong. Um, now, Granganimo was Wingina's brother, and he was the sort of chief of the specific area, so he was chief in Roanoke, whereas right. Wingina was the sort of the chief of the Sakotan peoples, which had kind of the word settlements uh, yes yeah, so, so, like, so, like families or yeah, areas spread further around gotcha and different settlements. so wingina big wingina chief the big chief yeah grand ganimo specifically of the area in and around roanoke yes gotcha okay however <laughs> not all of the native americans there we go here we yeah. first first one first one put a pound in the uh cultural insensitivity <laughs> jar <laughs> Not all of the Native Americans, sorry, welcomed the colonists, and there were many incidents where they were run off lands and attacks, attacked, but it was felt in general that the sort of relationship was pretty good. Okay. And by mid-August, uh, Mandus and Barlow were ready to leave back for England, and this is where two more of our key players get a mention. They took two of the Sokotans back with them, Manto and one cheese. Okay. Okay. So Manto was the son of the chief of the Croatoans. So not Roanoke, not Roanoke, but Croatoan the... Island. Okay. Which is about 50 miles south at most. Gotcha. From Roanoke. From Roanoke. Yeah. So Roanoke's place, Croatoans a place. This is new information to me. Okay. Um, and so Manto was the son of the chief of the Croatoans, and Wanchis was a member of the Sokotans, whose overall chief was... Wingina. Yeah! I'm getting there, I'm getting there. It's it, it's, it's a bit complicated, but I, I can see why this is important. Yeah. This is important, so, because these people do come back into it, and it sort of does, it, it does try to sort of explain the kind of, some of the problems, maybe, yeah, that yeah. we're going to sort of come come across. So that was the first water testing, anyway, of Roanoke as a settlement. Yeah. They went, they saw, they said, 
hey, it's pretty good here. Nice and sort of protected from the Spanish, protected mm-hmm. from Spanish fleet and everything. There's the indigenous peoples are really nice. They keep on giving us stuff. That's cracking. <laughs> um, let's go back to England, take a couple of them with us. Yeah, so Manto and Juan Cheese go back to England with this first expedition. Okay. Fantastic. Look at this. I am learning. You are with it. I am. Okay. So we get into the se- the next attempt to settle. Mm-hmm. So in 1585, an expedition of five ships and two pinnacle pin pinnaces. I don't know because I've written pinnacles, but I know it's not. That pin- might be an autocorrect. A pinnace is a type of ship. Two very two little ships. They're two little medium. Boats. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In in the in the grand scheme of like galleons and stuff, yes, pinnaces oh, are quite small. Yeah. Well, there were some there were some floaty things made of wood anyway, and they took lots of men. Um, half, of them, <laughs> um, half of them were sailors, half were soldiers and artisans. So we've got like your smiths, your coopers, your shoemakers, your cooks. Candlestick um, makers. No, but they probably did actually have candlestick. Yeah. Butchers, bakers, candlestick makers. And mineral specialists because we like the cash, cash, cash. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Look at this bounteous new land that God has given us. Let's dig everything out of it and <laughs> send it back to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Huzzah. Let's rape the land and take all of the good shits and yep. make sh- and get all of these heathens to stop. Worshiping. Just put some clothes on. <laughs> stop <laughs> worshiping the land. <laughs> Sorry, that that was Neddy's ad reference. It that was, wasn't me that, actually saying well, that, that. But yeah, <laughs> very much like my. But I've got. Have you got a flag? Yes, <laughs> that's an Neddy's ad reference as well. Um, no women, no families. It was just a military expedition. Okay, so you got right. a lot of blokes heading for the new world. Yeah. Okay. I mean, say. if they didn't plan to stay for very long, that's that kind of tracks. But if they were there to set up a long-term colony. <laughs> You've got that kind of like, you're like, <laughs> the, bot- the bottom lip has kind of gone up in a kind of like. Hmm. Slight beaker. I'm doing a slight beaker <laughs> of, a slight uh, yeah, beaker. slight beaker of wondering. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to assume that they were expecting to be relieved after like, three years and to just settle as a military base and then maybe mm. have an actual settlement. Yeah, then civilians would follow civilians over. Would follow. So we'll kind of like we'll get the military side of things. Get the logistics up, done, build fort, the things, yeah. Get a big fort. Yeah. Because you've gotta have a big fort. You've gotta have a big fort, lots of guns. It was led by Raleigh's cousin, Sir Richard Grenville, as the Queen had refused to let Raleigh go because she quite liked Raleigh at this point. <laughs> not Wasn't for, to last. Not for long. <laughs> Spoilers for anyone who doesn't know the fate of Sir Walter Raleigh. Yeah. Was not good. So they took Manto and Wanchies that they'd taken mm-hmm. with them on that fir- after that first expedition. Yeah. Had they come back? Came back. Right. And they sent Wanchies off to greet Wingina, who mm-hmm. was visiting his brother at Roanoke. And Grenville set off with 60 men led by Manto to try and find a site for the settlements. Okay, which so that, seems, that all seems quite yeah. friendly. Um, reception was mixed, and at one point, I'm going to, now, let me try and pronounce this correctly. Aquascocock? Aquascocock? 
Akoskokoko, I think that's how it's probably pronounced. I'm not looking at it, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah, boil pat on the head. Um, at Akoskokoko. Can we just... I've got COVID. <laughs> Everyone knows you've got COVID. It's can, fine. Can I just... Like, every time I do, like, do something with that, I'll say, I've got COVID. By the way, my glasses are steaming up. That's how bad my fever is. <laughs> That's how much I love you guys. I'm down here in my dressing gown, like, ugh. <laughs> um, anyway, at that point... At that place that I'm not going to say it again because yes. I'm absolutely butchering it. The English said that the native peoples had stolen some of their things, including a small silver cup. Okay. Yeah. So on their return to Sakoton, and there was actually a place, Sakoton. Yeah. So that's where Wingina was based. So yes. Sakoton is like the capital of the Sakotans. In our understanding yeah, of it, yes. Of the Sakotans. And yeah. then there were all these like Aquascococ and Croatoan and Roanoke. Roanoke. And, yeah. Well, not Croatoan, I don't think. Oh, were they separate? I think they're separate. Tribe, I okay. think they might be separate. On their return to Sakoton, so I've, we've, no, I'm not going to say that because we've already said all we've said that. We've said that. Um, Grenville sent one of its military captains and 11 men to retrieve the missing cup. And the cup was not returned. Possibly yeah. because they didn't have the cup. They might not have had the cup. I mean, they might have had the they cup. Might they have might have not the have had the cup. Had the we cup. don't know who had the cup. Yeah, but what did they do? What did Granville and his men do? Did they, in the manner of colonising powers the world over, uh, say, it's fine and go home peacefully? Let me think. <laughs> Start of ten. Um, did it begin with an M and end in Asica? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did what um, all good... Uh, good colonising powers do to make friends and influence people they killed people and burnt down the town and the cornfields brilliant <laughs> so not a massacre if you don't give us back our cup I want my cup yeah I'll burn down your cornfield yeah that's that's a proportional response oh, isn't oh it oh god this the wonderful colonial idea that how dare you disobey the English yeah we have a fucking flag yeah and the cup well they don't the have cup. the cup well they anymore. don't have the yeah, cup yeah. actually yeah. oh so anyway, we need to enter our next main player, which was Ralph Lane. Okay. Okay, so Ralph Lane was to be left on the Roanoke with a hundred of his men in a fort that they were constructing to await a supply ship whilst Grenville returned to England. So basically, they turned up, killed some people, mm-hmm. burnt down some fields. Built a fort. Built a fort and left a bunch of men and said, see you later, we'll send some supplies don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Yeah, pretty much. Cool, tip top. And they went back home. So, <laughs> do we think all is well? I'm guessing all is not well after they uh, burnt down a village. No, so we remember one cheese? Yes. Yeah. Um, the reports of the English by Manto and one cheese were very, very different. So right. Manto said, actually, they were pretty... They're pretty decent. It was it's a bit bit crazy, a bit stinky, but they're actually they treated us pretty well. One cheese went to Inkina and said, Yeah, they're really not very nice people and they're dangerous and unpredictable. Right. Yep, don't disagree, one cheese. I mean, yeah, one cheese has called it, I'll be honest. <laughs> so as winter approached, the res- the resupply ship never arrived, and the men are getting restless because they're not settlers, they haven't got anything to do. 
butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, there's only so much of that you can do before you get really, really bored. Mm. Um, relations were deteriorating fast between the English and the Scotans for two main reasons. They were becoming increasingly res- uh, reliant on them for supplies. Can you think what the other one is? What did the English bring to the native peoples of America? Oh, right. Okay, like like smallpox or something. Yeah, Yeah. disease. Brilliant. Epidemics. So they came along and said, we haven't got anything. Can we have some of your corn? Oh, wait, no, you haven't got any because we burnt it down. Yeah. And, um, and, oh, here, have this COVID. No, wait, no, that was my experience at (laughs) A&E on Sunday. Um, No, here, have this this smallpox epidemic. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, that road slips on through the region. And in 1586, Wingina decided that he really had to get rid of the pesky English people. Sure. So he tried sending them off to explore regions that he knew would be hostile. <laughs> Classic. He pointed in my direction and said, you know what? I think there's probably some supplies over there. Go and ask that tribe over there. Look behind you, yeah. <laughs> which is actually a pretty kind of nice. I was going to say nice response. He didn't go in and massacre them. No, it he wasn't just really like yeah, what's, what's saddle up and fight. It was say, like a. It's kind of like more like soft power. It's that soft, isn't it's it? Pass, yeah, kind of passive aggressive. <laughs> it's very passive aggressive, isn't passive, it? Yeah. It's very passive aggressive. <laughs> um, but they survived, right? Which okay. Wingina was not. I'm not expecting at all. Um, and so since they since they survived, he just cut off their supplies. Brilliant. He just said, yeah, yeah well, okay, that's cool. You survived. Nope, sorry, we haven't got any anything to share with you. Yeah. I mean... We, can only, we have, like, literally only got enough for our peoples. He was not lying. Yes. He, they had enough to feed themselves, especially in winter. Quite often they would kind of move from the smaller areas mm. and move into the larger settlements, which was going to there was going to put a lot of pressure on the larger settlements. Yeah. So um if you basically have maybe all of the settlers from like Roanoke moving to Sukoten, you've suddenly going to have to try yeah, and yeah. find there's, there's, more there's so there's going to be there's going there? to be pop, there's going to be a kind of crunch point and you're not yeah. gonna have anything spare. Um and let's be honest, they should have some people that weren't just military but that's fine um so so what so what did what did they do what did the english do as a totally proportional response uh did they ride out and try and take everything from well you said it before does it start with m oh it starts with the name and ends in an (laughs) asaka <laughs> they massacred Wingina's people. Oh, Jesus. And then one of them went off on a chase through some woodland and killed Wingina. Oh, I liked Wingina. Uh huh. Oh, but it's worse. They did what they do like to do so very much throughout history. The man who cut him down came out through the woods uh, holding his severed head. And Classic. then they stuck it on a pole yeah. at the fort. So. Good job. Good, Just atrocious, good job. isn't it? Well, good literally, job. it is the commission of yeah. an atrocity. Good job, us. So, yeah. um, things went great after that, so you can probably imagine, and they had to be evacuated. <laughs> um, they were actually evacuated by Drake, 
Oh, kind right. of happened to be going just privateering about yeah, happened to be pootling past and they're kind of there, golden hind you know, like <laughs> they're wave, waving their like long john saying please come get us come get they're us pesky. we've we've committed a war crime <laughs> and now pes- no one likes yep. us those pesky savages don't, yeah. <laughs> don't like us um so yeah drake rescued them but rally was furious because basically Drake was going to reinforce the settlement more than anything, not evacuate it. So yeah. Valley was like, oh. "Colonialism, man." <laughs> <laughs> okay, it okay. sucks. It sucks, and so this is just a lovely thing to have to talk about. So this is where we get into the final act of our very Shakespearean play. Yep, three act structure. Three act structure. I appreciate that. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I thought that um, I thought it was quite appropriate for the, yep. the the time period doing this in a three act structure. God, I'm sad. Um, so we had Le- um, Lane, John, um, uh, Ralph sorry, Lane, Ralph Lane, uh, not John Lane, Ralph Lane. Um, he told Raleigh that the shallow inlets around Roanoke weren't any good for large ships, but there was a good harbour on the southern shore of Chesapeake. Oh, okay, or the Chesapeake Bay, which okay. is a bit for the north, yeah. So that was the plan, um, that Roanoke was not to be resettled, but the city of Raleigh, <laughs> because... Well, most... to be honest, you may as well name a city after yourself. That was the uh, way it seemed to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the city of Raleigh was supposed to be established further north. So at this point, we're saying, yeah, you know what? We've left a bit of a mess around Roanoke. We've Let's, abandoned the yeah. fort. It's a tiny island. There's no, cr- there's no really. There's like a ten mile island. It's there's mm. really nowhere to actually like plant yeah, anything or do anything. Do, so let's uh, let's go somewhere else where we've got a better chance of actually making it. So yeah, um, John White, who was the artist by trade that I mentioned before, yes. and had been on one of the earlier expeditions. He headed up the expedition of 1587. The point was to colonise the area. 92 men and 17 women and a couple of kids. Okay. I mean, curious proportion, but okay. Let's assume that it was standard for the time. It seems quite disproportionate, doesn't it? It does a little, yeah. um, It was basically... It's like one woman to six men. Yeah, and some of those men had actually left their wives back in England as well. <laughs> they were just like, see you later, duck. I'm off to be a gentleman adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait up. Yeah. <laughs> All I can see is flash heart from black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it just seems insanely disproportionate to me. And that doesn't seem sustainable but obviously they thought that it was absolutely sustainable yeah i mean in the again in the manner of colonizing forces throughout history and across the world i doubt it was a formal policy but they tended to rely quite a lot on the old rape and pillage of the local population well the kind of things that those heathens and savages do but they don't really call but if we don't call it that, then yeah, that's not what we're doing. It's, it, it isn't the same if you're wearing trousers. <laughs> Brilliant. 
But back to the story. Yes, sorry. The ship that was taking them dropped them at Roanoke and said, go, take a look at the fort. We le- they left, don't, I think John White said that they left some people behind or something. Right. Might be wrong, but there <laughs> were, th- I think there were three men that they couldn't find when they tried to evacuate the island. Oh, well, that's good of them to go back and have a look. And so they decided to go back and see if they could find them, see if they would, they'd maybe hold up in the fort. I'm not entirely sure why every single bloody person got off the ship. It was like some kind of like <laughs> Turkish sightseeing kind I tell of you what, if you've been on a tiny little boat across the Atlantic... You probably want to. You would take any opportunity to stretch the old legs and smell something other than other people, and I'm being polite when I use that phrase. <laughs> That's, yeah. Well, that, I don't know, that actually makes an awful lot of sense. Um, but they, weren't let back, they didn't let them back on board. the guy who was the main navigator was sort of a poor basically a portuguese ex-pirate who was very much still a pirate and they all went on to roanoke and then they kind of he just sailed off and he he was just like bye (laughs) (laughs) he's like nope you can't come back on so john white and all his people were i guess we're settling here then (laughs) it's like (laughs) Oh, and we haven't even got our flag. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a fort. They can probably make a flag out of something. There's probably Wingina's skull still outside. (laughs) Oh, God, that's so horrible. Anyway, the ship sailed away to go plundering and left the settlers where they were never supposed to be. Later on in 1587, it was decided that John White should sail back to England to get fresh supplies because... Guess what? The one bow and there's no supplies. There's no way of really doing anything. Um, but Third just, time lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just as he arrived, what happened? Spanish Armada. Major naval war. Yeah. So he didn't manage to get back until 1590, where he finally returned to Roanoke, and he turned up all kind of like, like, hi, guys. I'm back, look, I've got bananas. Probably not. Probably not bananas. Probably not from, no. No. (laughs) Famous Portsmouth bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I've got, I'm looking at you, potatoes. No, they're from the New World as well. (laughs) I know, but maybe he bought them back and then bought them back again. (laughs) That's just a waste of effort. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I've got maize, potatoes and tobacco, all the things you can't get in the Americas. (laughs) You know... At some, at some point, I'm thinking that I might bring back something that I would like to call sugar. <laughs> um, okay, so what could he have? But, hi. I what what what's got... a, what are England's exports at that period? <laughs> I'm yeah. actually genuinely asking um, this. I'm like, I'm trying sadness, to think. drizzle. <laughs> Hello, I think you drizzle. An inflated I, sense of superiority. And a flag. <laughs> the flag, yeah. That's that's what he went back that's to England for. He went for. back to England yeah. for the flag. <laughs> oh, man. But we're... Okay, so we, we, <laughs> we've come full circle. This yeah, is, so he this returned is, yeah. to Roanoke, and so we're finally back at the start of the tale. So, so I've the, gone... So that's not a bad little three acts. I've kind of managed to... Yeah, so yeah. I've managed to circle it back. However... Just as a little aside, he did go looking for them. Well, you'd hope so. But but he kind of didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is in um, when he before he left, in kind of like 
no, no, I can't possibly leave you, as he was, like, backing onto the ship or mm. something. As he was saying, like, no, no, I can't possibly leave you. And then sort of moving away and going away for three years. Not his fault, but still. Mm-hmm. He said, Carve, if you get taken away against your own against your own will or you have to desert because something really bad happens, carve a Maltese cross on okay. the tree. Let me know where you're off or some or whatever. Let me know where you're off to and carve a Maltese cross. So they had a contingency plan. And carve a Maltese cross. So when he saw the word Croatoan, no cross, he thinks to himself, aha, they've gone to the island called Croatoan. Because, you know, no, that that's, makes, makes sense. sense. Mm-hmm. Even though it was actually in a different... It, they had, When he'd left, they'd said, we're going we're going to go north. We're going to see if we can find some place, somewhere to settle, somewhere yeah, else to settle. I, perhaps, perhaps a little closer to where they were supposed to have settled. <laughs> yeah. But Croatoan is south, but he said, oh, well, you know, the word's here. That's fine. And Manto was from... Croatoan was... Yes, so, yeah, Manto, one of the two who... Manto was Croatoan. And he was the one who was a bit more... He was happy. He was a bit more happy with how... He was was a a sort of a positive influence. So anyway, he decides to set off and try and search for the missing settlers, but they had to abandon the search because the weather grew to be fouler and fouler. That's another quote. And the ship lost three anchors and decided that they couldn't afford to lose a fourth. And so... Well, if they only had four, I mean... White returned to Plymouth on the 24th of October, having, <laughs> <laughs> having not actually... So he didn't just, like, sail up to another colony. He literally was like... Mm. <laughs> he looked for them like I look for the TV remote. He was like, oh, there's the... Nah, don't know where it is. Nah. I, so, I'm going back to Plymouth. I don't do that when you I... You don't go no. to Plymouth. No. When you can't find the TV remote. Good job. So, yeah, so that's... That's the story of the settlements of Roanoke. Yeah, so our mystery, this kind of, that, that we were familiar with, is actually the third Roanoke colony. Yeah. <laughs> and rather than just disappearing in a puff of mystical smoke, it actually, <laughs> at some point in the three years when White was away, they had they either had to disappear or go elsewhere. Yeah. Well, would you like some theories? Let's because let's do it let's because do we it. need we need to make an explanation now, yeah, for, don't we? We do. Okay, so the first theory is that they relocated inland. Uh, okay, I'll, I'd like to hear the evidence for that. Okay, there was a map drawn by John White um, around that time, mm-hmm. sort of the, the analysis is dating it's 1585 to 1593 um, and it's got forts marked as well as any of the local tribes' villages. There's a patch on the northern end which after work by the British Museum revealed what appears to be a fort symbol and there's another one further inland um, often classed as site X which supports John White's claim that, quote, at my coming away, they were prepared to remove from Roanoke 50 miles into the main. Okay. Okay. We also have the finding of what are called the Dare Stones. Interesting. Okay. So, 1937, a Californian man showed up at the history department of Emory University in Atlanta with a 21-pound chunk of quartz 
with some foreign-looking words chiselled into its surface. The man said that he found the rock in a northern Carolina swamp about 80 miles from Roanoke Island and they paid him $1,000 for the find. Nice. Can you guess how much a $1,000 was? Like, so in 1937, like, what it would translate to now? It's going to be a comfortable bit more, isn't it? I'm not sure. 20 grand. That's uh, not bad for finding a rock in a swamp. Not bad after the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is a pretty, this is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, and then to make a long short, long story short, over the next four years, similar rocks popped up all over the place, nearly fifty of them. So a guy found a stone, uh-huh. got paid money, and suddenly all and then of mysteriously these, lots of other lots people of in North Carolina <laughs> swamps were finding similar rocks. Okay, fine. Okay, so. Would you like to know what was written? Oh, if we know, yes. First death, yeah. the original death stone. The original death stone, okay. Okay, so this is kind of a translation, very rough. So we've got on one side, Ananias Dare and Virginia went hence to heaven 1591. Any Englishman show this rock to John White, governor of Virginia. Oh, that's cool. And on the other side, it said, Father. Soon after you go for England, we came here, only misery and war for two years. Above half dead these two years, more from sickness, being 24. A savage with a message of a ship came to us. Within a small space of time, they became frightened of revenge and all ran away. We believe it was not you. Soon after, the savages said spirits were angry and suddenly they murdered all save seven. My child, and an, 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 oh, I can't even say the her husband's name, Ananias too, were slain with much misery. Buried all near four miles east of this river upon a small hill. Names were written all there on a rock. Put this there also. If a savage shows this to you, we promise that you would give them great plenty presents. E-W-D. There we go, okay. So, hmm. authenticity of that is there's a question, isn't there? There's been um, there has been some study of it, study yeah. of the all of the stones. Yeah, they found that the first the first stone, the original that was found, is likely to be, or possibly authentic. Okay, it's kind of likely to have been done. It looks like it's been done with a hand chisel anyway, like a or a yeah yeah. And the other ones were all done with a drill. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, definitely fakes then. Yeah. Um, mm, okay. I want to know. I mean, it says that this rock is going to was is going to also be on a hill. So, so it says they were buried all near four miles east of this river upon a small hill. Names written there on a rock. Put this there also. I can now see why this aspect of the the story would attract sort of like modern day mystery hunters people like that because that this is all of a sudden it's become a little bit like a treasure map oh, it's Cytax. exactly yeah so it's it's become it was, yeah well where the fort is marked on that map that was drawn by john dare that's underneath mm. the kind of the patch which is possibly a kind of where they were planning on going yeah so site x this stone was found quite near yeah. to it, and it's not publicised where that 
was or is. So, well, I mean, overall, this is good. I'd, I'm suspicious of exactly how the authenticity of the original stone was tested. I would, I would, as a, as an archaeologist, oh, yeah, I yeah. would like to, I would like to know more about that. But it's a good story. I just don't think there's enough evidence to say yay or nay no. either way for that for the movement in land theory let's well, you say. would also think i mean apparently some pottery and so on has been found but then again there would have been trade yeah so that means nothing it mean, that means nothing unless you i don't fi- think unless that means you anything. find a large amount that shows actual settlements yeah. i don't think i think finding the odd pipe the odd bowl the odd thing just shows possible trade it with... shows trade it shows movement it shows presence it doesn't show anything more than no. that okay would you like to know yeah, the second one okay so we're going theory. to go into a bit of the a bit of a wild child here Cro- the word croatone itself is cursed didn't expect that Evidence, she says. Yeah, evidence. For yeah. this is sketchy at best. Um, you shock me. Yeah. So Edgar Allan Poe disappeared at the end of his life and then reappeared in kind of crazy fugue state almost. Mm-hmm. And just before his death, after reappearing, it's alleged that one of his last words was... Croatoan. Yeah, alleged. Okay. It is alleged. There's going to be a lot of this. Lot it is of alleged alleging. that the word was carved into the wall of. Now I've written Black Bart, and it's not the pirate. It's a pirate man. Oh, okay, not not Black Bart Roberts. No. Right. Okay. Um, Black Bart's jail cell before he was released, and never heard from again. Interesting. It is alleged. Fake. It was written in Amelia Earhart's journal. Wow. Apparently. Um, Show me the journal. Yeah, your gal here has done a lot of search for that journal. I have searched and searched and searched for any, I don't know, photographs or transcriptions. No, can't find anything. Maybe if I got to look at the real thing, but you get the feeling that the people who have said that the word croatone is there and haven't actually shown... Yeah, there. it's just it's one of those things, isn't it? Someone said, oh, it was in there. And everyone's like, cool, let's tell everyone it was in there. Because it's not there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, Ambrose Bierce. Ambrose Bierce, yeah. Um, horror writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently disappeared in Mexico in 1913. And apparently, oh God, I've written apparently a lot in this. <laughs> um, the word Croatoan was carved into one of his bedposts. Right. And in no way... Again, cite your sources, please, well, internet. I, in 1913, you probably, if there was some kind of major kind of... It was like a crime scene or something, wouldn't, wouldn't somebody have taken a photo? Mm. Or wouldn't somebody have written it down? Or draw, or just drawn a drawn picture? Drawn a picture. Drawn a picture of it. It should have... I mean, you should get an official report, at least, yeah, you'd think, with something like that. No, no. And okay. even if it was... Who's to say that he voted? Maybe we're expecting too much of the Mexican constabulary in 1913. <laughs> and in 1921, and this is my favourite one, Croatoan was written on the last page of the logbook of the ship Carol A. Deering, 
when it crashed on Cape Hatteras, which is the modern name for Roanoke. So you get the feeling that he was probably heading to... To, to or, like, had, or had seen Croatoan. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's Croatoan. Shit! <laughs> Smash. <laughs> the whole ship's crew was missing anyway. See, that's, that's, that's that, a mystery, but we don't have time to delve into that. Cool yeah. mi- that's that's cooler. Yeah. That's an actual Marie Celeste style show. Yeah, okay, Whereas fine. this, yeah, not so much. Anyway. So Croatoan cursed. Croatoan is cursed. It's not, is it? It's, it's just cursed. the name of a place. It's the name of a place. Yeah. Next theory? Go on. Murder. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. So Captain John Smith, do we know who... Uh, of Hiawatha fame. Yep. Reported. Pocahontas, not Hiawatha. <laughs> I was looking at you like... Hiawatha and Minnehaha be... is the is the epic legend. Yeah, John Smith is Pocahontas. John Smith is Pocahontas. I was like, I I just know the I just know the Pocahontas thing. Maybe you know more than me and you were... No, I didn't. And you I were just... being really, really clever. You were being no, extra I didn't. clever. I'm just getting and tired like and getting said a word. Said stuff. <laughs> That's fine. It's what I do all the time. Um, anyway, Captain John Smith reported that in 1607, Chief Powhatan told him that he killed the people of the colony because they lived with a tribe that didn't support him. And apparently the chief showed John Smith items to prove that. I don't know how that proves anything because you ju- they're just English items. I mean, what, uh, I mean, what are you doing? Showing, showing like Virginia Dare's head or something. I, I mean, think that's pretty harsh. It's a bit of a, we have no evidence here, have we? Just... We have no evidence. We have John Smith who, um, he wasn't. He's, he's not the most reliable of narrators. no. no. From what I I know about John Smith, not not really, and also, even if Chief Powhatan had actually said that, isn't that just pretty much going to be a, like we killed all of we we killed all of your people and we'll kill you if you don't behave yourself? I mean, yeah, it could be it could be an exaggerated threat. I mean, it could be it could be real. It could be not. It's it's it just has to sit in that kind of morass of theories, doesn't it? Of, yeah. yeah. The other possible murder thing is that it was the Spanish. Okay, yeah. Because um, there were Spanish troops in Florida. Yay me for remembering that it was that there were Spanish troops in Florida. But it's a, one of the theories is that the Spanish, when they were all sailing around, saw the settlements on Roanoke and... Just went and did a number on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, this whether whether they were killed by the indigenous tribes or just some Spanish freebooters or whatever, where are the bodies? Where's the evidence for that? This is what I've said. John White three years later said that the that it's there was dismantling of the village. So like actually, like they've taken down and gone somewhere. Was dismantled, like so it wasn't just left standing for anyone to move into. It's sort of taken down. There was no burning. There were no bodies. These people who had settled were massively religious as well and they'd even taken a minister with them mm-hmm. so there would be there would even be burials this is yeah, like, this yeah. is a teeny island as well there would be very noticeable burials uh, they they went somewhere didn't they that that's Sorry. that that's what we're leaning towards is that they went somewhere yeah yeah okay third theory cannibalism again a bit left field um because apparently 
that explains the no bodies because <laughs> um, so where's the one really fat cannibal at the end who's eaten everyone else no the, the indigenous people oh sorry were cannibalizing them over three years they like, just everything pick, from ear rolls to arseholes picking them off and apparently possibly grinding up the bones to make their not bread medicines Oh. You do get you. I wonder who came up with this theory. I don't think it was somebody who really expert, really yeah, respected the no, this culture. Of sounds very much like a white person came <laughs> up with this theory. Yeah, just doesn't know. Um, but uh, there are also no tribes in the area that are actually recorded as being cannibalistic anyway. No. And the I think one of the things that they've used as kind of evidence that this kind of thing can happen is that in 1609 in Jonestown the colony had to resort to cannibalism because yeah. they ran out of food and had to try and stay alive I mean uh, that that certainly has happened yeah. in the North American continent and so the whole thing is did the, did the Roanoke colonists have to do the same where the bodies yeah and I, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent because we are we, we, we're running quite long here on this but oh, already well we, we're getting on oh, okay um I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but the concept of misunderstanding of uh, ritual cannibalism and things like that within non-European cultures as part of a cultural phenomenon, it's not viewed uh, with the same kind of shuddering sort of modern horror that it is in, in Western, in Europe mm. as, as a thing. It, it is It is a cultural thing that isn't necessarily tied to it. So... Yeah, that whole theory is just white scaremongering, isn't it? Yeah, go away. Yeah. Um, go away, white person, please. <laughs> Should I just leave the room? Yeah. <laughs> go away, me. Um, we've got uh, disease. I'm not going to stay very long on this because basically they've said the pl- uh, like plague could have hit and that the healthy... There was sort of like a division and the healthy went to one place so maybe the disease left and the disease left and went somewhere else or maybe the disease stayed and died except why is was there no bodies why or are graves there no or... bodies that show definite sign of disease uh, for that to carry any weight you would need there would need to be discovered like a plague pit yeah there and it be excavated and shown that there was a if, certain disease even if they were all buried individually because the minister had stayed alive and said, I will stay two times yeah. a second, blah, blah, blah. You can still tell from bones that there was... It is. Could... In that situation, we would should be able to see the graves because they'd be formal graves, whereas plague pits can become lost, archaeologically speaking. Archaeologically speaking, but if John White had actually gone and checked a settlement, they wouldn't have been, like... He, surely he would have been like, oh, no all of the settlers died i we went away and we found mm. a pit and it it doesn't feel likely because of that it feels i'm still moving much more towards a they went somewhere explanation so you're not down with my next one which is a uh, witchcraft uh, witchcraft yeah i mean again kind of skip to the end the two main theories, the Croatoans either executed the colonists as witches or the colonists were the victims of witches from the North Carolina woods. Because apparently the Croatoans believe in witch- witches and witchcraft, uh, which commit evil acts in everyday life. Okay. Uh, I, 
I don't sources. know enough. Yeah, I don't know enough about the beliefs and culture of the specific indigenous tribes of this area to make much comment on that. Again, maybe they were burned, maybe they were killed because they were witches. Sounds like a white person explaining it. The colonists spread evil disease, therefore they're witches. I mean, and that's... Yeah. The colonists but, did spread evil disease. They but. did. And I would also, but very, there's 115 of them. I don't know if they could have bur- like killed that's them all. That's not to do with all, wit- And yeah. that's witchcraft and where's the bodies? I mean... You know, I'm just going to spend the entire time being like, but where's the bodies? Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to know more about the North Carolina woods witches, but not today. Okay. <laughs> well, we have two more. We have two left. Okay. Okay. We have Supernatural. Explanations. <laughs> it was not, aliens. It was not aliens, actually. That was one of I. I looked high and low. And no one suggested aliens, aliens. Being a suggestion, and nobody has suggested. Well, aliens. okay. Let I let think... me formally suggest this now and trademark it <laughs> okay, that the Roanoke Colony it, was taken by aliens. There was a massive gap in the market there. Yeah. We need to look at Native American. Put uh, another, <laughs> another pound in another the culture in sensitivity jar. Yeah. Sensitivity jar, yes, yes. The belief systems apparently explains why they vanished with no trace. Okay. The Native Americans apparently third pound in the jar. You can tell I was probably getting tired by the point that I was writing this, and I'm just like so culturally. Yeah. I'm just becoming increasingly culturally insensitive. They believe in a wild spirit beast called a. Oh, is this a, a Wendigo? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now we're getting into proper know, conspiracy theory territory. Proper, yeah, and it makes me want to play Until Dawn again. Mm. Because that's... Oh, actually, spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, but it's... Oh, but uh, also Supernatural. Yes. Because that's the uh, Episode two, two, yes, is, is about a Wendigo. Yes. So they believe in a wild spirit in a beast called a Wendigo. So when people resort to cannibalism... Lincoln, Lincoln. Mm, like it. Their bodies are taken over by said Wendigo. So according to the belief, the lost colony of Roanoke are still roaming the woods of North Carolina in the form of Wendigos. Cool. Yeah. Not true, but cool. <laughs> it's about it's about as true as the look the Russian Yeti ate their tongues. Yeah. Um there's also Good call back to the previous episode. Oh god, yeah. I'm I'm just like I'm the queen of the Lincoln. Brilliant. The Crotones also apparently have a belief system that says that there is a spirit on the island that has the power to absorb humans into the landscape. And so if the spirit is offended or angered, it can turn people into trees, animals or stones or any other parts of the land. So if the colonists were exploiting the resources or abusing the land, it angers the spirit and that means that the people of Roanoke didn't disappear at all. They're just the part of the island. See, that is super cool. I'd love that to be true. I'd love it to be true. That kind of feels quite nice. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, not for them. Maybe not for them, but it's <laughs> but kind of what kind they of like deserve. Absor- abs- like <laughs> absorbed into, like, become one with, one with nature. Yeah. That sounds like a very 1960s theory. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, very Gaia. James Lovelock died recently, actually. He was like 150 or something ridiculous. Yeah, Sorry, anyway, <laughs> diversion. I'm just looking at you going, who? Oh, James Lovelock, the originator of the Gaia hypothesis oh, in the 60s. Yeah. I didn't hear what you actually said. I just heard... 
brilliant. Oh, wow. Let's move on. Final How theory. Many, Final theory. How many years have we spent together? Okay. Uh, final theory. The colonists were absorbed into local indigenous populations or captured as slaves. Captured as slaves. Okay. But probably just absorbed. I'm okay with that. the local population. Yeah. Like <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at you for more information. I was going to say, but... no, I do have more information. Oh, okay, sorry. But I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, kind of like works. So the idea that they were absorbed into local population definitely seems more plausible to me than most of the ones before. And it seems more plausible than captured as slaves as well. Uh, well, I partly, mean, they, they weren't getting on well, though. No, but partly because of the work of the fact that Manto had stayed with them and he was from Croatoan and they tar- they wrote Croatoan on the tree. Oh, and nailed that it, sounds very much to me like he was just like, what we've run out of supplies i tell you what some of you go maybe some of some of them went one place but then a whole most like a whole bunch of them went to croatone with manto yeah and were like it's fine pops is gonna turn up in like six months three years later three years later he sails in has a look goes oh it's raining they have a look because he doesn't go to croatone no no but he has a look around roanoke goes home because it's raining because it's raining and they've lost an anchor and so they I mean, what what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so that seems pretty kind of... I like that. Um, I like the sort of the idea of a mi- perhaps a mixed interpretation for it, where perhaps some did go inland to try and set up this new settlement at Cytex. Yep. Some others, there might have been an upflaring of disease, which meant that there were there was the population dropped a little. Yeah. And then if you do have a friendly group of like indigenous peoples at Croatoan then the rest of them went there and carved carved the name literally on the tree to let him know where they'd gone so mixed interpretation feels like sort of pretty solid feels pretty good my one perhaps pause would be if you've got European settlers moving in and becoming part of an indigenous tribe would there should probably be some kind of folk memory of that it should be yeah. which apparently there is oh okay okay so so we have sort of maps drawn that documents that men from roanoke are living apart amongst the Iroquois. iroquois iroquois <laughs> the iroquois tribe yeah i'm, I'm so sorry i've got covid <laughs> Okay. I'm just going to keep on shouting that, sadly. I'm just going to quickly just move, just sort of go back to that sort of point. Something that seems like it is a possibility to me is that if you've got maybe like 20 women and children and 90 men, then Manto takes the women and children to protect them to Croato and like will look after them. Mm-hmm. And they split up different parties of groups of... 15 whatever to go and like check out different areas and see if they can sort of settle that seems reasonable doesn't it and that sort of seems like it could well that could work quite well because we have european colonists of the mid 1600s claiming to have met gray-eyed indians who claimed that they were descended from white settlers 
1709, John Lawson, in his book A New Voyage to Carolina, wrote that there were Croatoans who said that used to live on Roanoke and had white ancestors. <laughs> that seems pretty definitive. That's pretty much folk. That's pretty folk memory, isn't it? So it makes all sense to me. They moved to Croatia, a bunch of them. Maybe not all. Maybe some of them did go to other areas, but some of them... There's, there definitely went, seems to be a continuation. Went to Croatoan. Yeah. Like, you would imagine that the reason that Croatoan might be written on the tree... I wonder if, like... I mean, obviously, I'm theorising here, but Ellen Adair, I wonder whether Ellen Adair carved Croatoan on the tree and said, this is where I'm going with my daughter. Mm. It's possible. Though, if the stone is to be believed... No, that was Virginia. No. No, it was Virginia, Ellen. No, yeah. Virginia was like three years old. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Virginia was not carving. No, no, yeah. it's not carving. But <laughs> if the stone is to be believed, then Eleanor went to went inland yeah. with that group. And I need to find out more about whether the stone was actually ever proven to be I, I mean, not, that but... feels like a, a real deep dive, archaeologically speaking. So. Uh... I mean, I'm, I've found some of it quite hard to kind of get any kind of definitive answers about... So we'll have to, I'll have a look though. Um, but it makes all the sense to me that a bunch of them moved to Croatona and Island where they had positive relationships with the people and when nobody turned up again, they made the best of it and were absorbed into the tribe. Yeah, I think that that works. That's pretty much what... It, it, it kind of... Uh... Where's your, where's your that's your, um, it's your Rockham's razor, isn't it? It's your, it uh... is, yeah, it's the... It's the... I mean, it, it's much. Gyms, it is. Jim's yeah, yeah. love conspiracy theories. No, if it uh, makes the most sense. Yeah, it it seems like with some of these mysteries that we're sort of delving into, there's a continuing theme for me as we're looking at more of these. Is that the deeper you delve, the more you realise that there's a perfectly reasonable explanation here, and it's people in more recent times wanting to mythologize or make these into much more kind of narratively compelling events mm -hmm. whereas actually when you go down to it, it's like the colony was there three years later it wasn't they'd carved a name of a nearby place in a tree and there's potential evidence that a boat a bunch of them did go there yeah i mean mystery over in they, many and, ways and yeah, they couldn't have sailed back to England because they didn't have a large. No, they didn't ships. have the means. They so didn't have the means. So, um, yeah, it makes makes sense to me that that was. It's not the most exciting of theories. It's just kind of a common sense. Mm. Like, what would you? It's uh, the way I always look at it. Is like, what would I do in that situation? Yes. It's always worth remembering that we're we're as human now as we were then. You know, some, yeah. there are some things that sort of capitalist ideas and so on are maybe slightly different in kind of what we... Yeah, there's societal, societal sorts of philosophies and approaches yes. that have changed, but fundamental However, aspects but fundamentally of, yeah. being the kind of our... It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, isn't it? It's like yeah. kind of thing... What is the, the fundamentals and the things that you need to survive and thrive and everything mm. else, that's just... that They're the same throughout... Yeah history for being human the only mm -hmm. thing and it's external it's external things that impact on that we as people are the same in that situation what would i do if there was no food and i had a guy there saying 
come to Croatoan, we'll look after you. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a good we've got a good relationships and I'll look at you know, we'll make sure that your baby we'll make sure that the kids are okay and that they have food and, and mm. everything. You might have to help out on the land, but that's, you know, all part of it. And yeah. Ironically, isn't it, that the the most likely explanation we've got is that the indigenous peoples of that part of North America effectively took in like the tired, the poor, the huddled masses, you know. Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed that as a little, uh, a different time period. A yeah. little delve into a different time period. Well, I've been thinking about what our next one could be. Mm, yeah, I mean, do we want to go further back in time? I was wondering about either going further back in time or going down a kind of like John, um, Twitter friend. And by the way, thank you very much for the lovely reviews and five stars and everything. Uh, it's um, hugely appreciated. A, um, a whole bunch of you have given, um, especially the old the old Twitter collective that, yeah. uh, that we've met up with a few times, which is really lovely. It's, it's easy to forget when it's just us sat in a room just gabbing on at each other about some old stuff yeah. that actually there are people out there listening and it's it's really lovely to have that support it really is so thank you very much but john actually suggests doing um ink and gold Ooh, yeah and kind of like the history behind and i was and and from that there was a little part of me that just went el dorado yeah should we do our Uncharted. Uncharted quadrilogy. I was thinking that. That's where I was going with it. I was wondering whether Fabulous. you were going to pick up on that. Because I was thinking that if I looked at El Dorado and Ink and Gold, I then look will at Shangri-La, Shambhala, yeah. yeah. And we're kind of in that point then. Yeah, fabulous. For those who don't didn't get the reference, the Uncharted is a ser- Uncharted is a series of um, video games that that we love, the Nathan Very Drake much, series, so. um, and. Last year, a film as well, actually. It's basically, yeah. it's kind of like video game Indiana Jones. It is a bit, yeah. It's treasure hunting. <laughs> it's but treasure hunting. It's the first, cool. the, the four, each of the four games focuses on a different kind of fabled lost city or lost civilization, mm. um, with El Dorado being the first one. So, yeah, yeah so let's do that. that Ink and Golden El Dorado could actually. Yeah, be let's pretty, do that next. Pretty good for a next one. And Shambhala, then Aram of the City of the Pillars or the City of Brass. And then uh, Libertalia. And which I'm, I think, going to leave to you today. Yeah, because it's pirates. Yeah. Okay, so... Fabulous. There we go. I think we've I think we've just sat here and figured out what the next one's going to be, which is quite exciting. Excellent. Um, so thank you very much for being here with us. Um, I think I've done exceptionally well. I mean, I am going to go and, like... I don't know, cough up a lung <laughs> in the small images. Oh, oh, what a lovely, lovely visual image that is. Yeah, definitely leave them wanting more. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. Um, it means so much to us. As always, you can find this on your favourite listening platforms. We're on the socials, the socials. That's what that. they all say. That's it, what the kids say now. The, apparently it is what the podcasters say. I am absolutely not down with that. We're on various social medias. I still call it the Facebook. Is it? It isn't the Facebook. No, it's just Facebook. <laughs> HTTP. The Come Facebook. <laughs> forward slash. Forward slash. The Facebook. <laughs> wow, I'm going. I am losing the thread. Um. Anyway, we're on the social medias at um hist mist. 
podcast. So H-I-S-T-M-Y-S-T podcast. Um, so that's Instagram, Twitter. Come follow us and we'll talk to you if we ever remember to check them because we're not quite we're not quite used to it all yet we're still not quite the smooth machine everything up and running are we we're getting there we're doing our best we're doing our best um but yeah if you have enjoyed it please do comment please uh, on each episode as it goes along give it a comment give us a star rating if possible even if it's pity even if it's pure pity for for the fact that we've just recorded a podcast in the middle of like poorly one missed. of the most trying weeks we've had in a long it while. has been an an absolutely hideous week cheers guys we love you loads and stuff <laughs> great outro yeah no but seriously thank you everyone and see you next time bye bye